Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Heading out tonight, don't. Your time has now passed to head out and enjoy a night out on the town at restaurants and bars here in the state of North Carolina. Hello, everyone. I'm Corey Glor filling in for Patrick Johnson tonight and the rest of the week. It's going to be a slightly different St. Patrick's Day for all of us as we are used to uh, over in years past because now, according to the state of North Carolina, now restaurants, bars, you are not allowed in dining anymore until further notice. You can order takeout. We encourage that, and we'll be talking about that throughout the course of the show here today. But we have a lot of sporting elements to actually talk about here today, including the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco. He'll be stopping by in about 15 minutes' time to update us on everything that's going around in the league, including the most recent news about canceling all the spring athletics. There is a lot of news from the NFL, including the end of Cam Newton's time in Charlotte, not official, but it's pretty much official. We'll touch on that later on in the program, as well as the end of Tom Brady in New England. Uh, a lot of stuff actually happening in the sports world here today, and not all of it is just a list of things that have been canceled. There is some more of that. We'll get to that as well here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, but first and foremost, wanted to update you uh, on things going on here around East Carolina University with the ongoing coronavirus epidemic and things shutting down left and right. Uh, on the athletics side, the decision was made yesterday to cancel the spring athletic season for the rest of the year around the Americans. So baseball, softball, track, golf, uh, lacrosse, tennis, all is now stopped. And we will not see college athletics again until uh, this August at the earliest with, with when football kicks things off for the 2020-2021 season. We'll hear from Commissioner Mike Oresco from the American in just a couple of minutes about all the decision-making that he's had to go through over the last week. Uh, but ECU Athletic Director John Gilbert was on our sister station, 103.7, earlier this morning on Talk of the Town with Henry Hinton. He stopped by to break down everything from the university's perspective over the last week and wanted to get you some of what he had to say to Henry earlier this morning. Uh, so you're going to hear a little bit from John Gilbert here at the top of the show and the first thing that we wanted to send your way and what John Gilbert wanted to send to everybody is what went into the decision to to put a pause to the athletic season uh, and just how much of a toll it took on him to say uh, everything's canceled from this point forward. You know, heart, heartbroken is the probably the best word to describe it. You know, they they come here to, you know, get an education and compete for the Pirates. You know, not many people get to play Division One athletics, so it, it is a very um, unique group of individuals, very much Type A personalities, and, and for them to have their seasons shut down, 
you know abruptly just disappointing now we all understand that this is a larger issue and we understand where athletics is and the whole scope of you know world affairs but but nonetheless on a local level for us it, it is extremely disappointing that was John Gilbert on the decision to finally cancel the spring athletic season in conjunction with what the American decided to do late yesterday afternoon. And, and he went further on. The, the full interview, and I would encourage you to, to listen to it from Talk of the Town earlier on this morning, it is available. Uh, you can find it on the Twitter page of 103.7 WTIB on the SoundCloud page. The entire interview is posted there. I encourage you to go and listen to everything that John Gilbert had to say. We're going to pick out a couple of pieces here that uh, I think are worth your time. And one of the things that he highlighted was there, there's a lot swirling around now about the, the spring sports and what the future is for all of these athletes uh, that participate at East Carolina spring sports, all the sports we just mentioned before. And one of the early things that the NCAA has announced when all this started unfolding was that they will grant extra year of relief, extra year of eligibility for all spring sport athletes. Now, the details haven't been put into place yet, and, and that's very key. And, and John Gilbert illustrated why. Uh, it's very, very important that everyone needs to come together and figure out the best course of action here in terms of allowing spring athletes to return without using it, losing a year of eligibility. And that's the next clip here that he focuses on. Uh, I, I do anticipate that happening. I, I think the extra year of eligibility, it, it is, it's one of those things that when you say it on the hoof, like, hey, let's all give them an extra year of eligibility, and everybody in general goes, oh, man, that's great. Uh, There's a funding I, issue too, right? Well, well I, I would say this. I, I'm for our student-athletes, yeah. and, and I do want to do what is best for them. Right. It is a very, very complicated process. Yeah, people think people think that's going to be easy just to give it, another year of eligibility. Yeah, it, it is but not. But it creates a whole new group of scholarships, right? Well, not, not only like take the funding piece off. I think that is probably – while funding obviously is – important it's not the most important thing right you know are you only giving this to seniors are you only uh you know in baseball for instance everybody gets 11.9 uh what 11.9 scholarships scholarships uh -huh. sorry uh you know if you're only doing seniors some teams have a lot of seniors other teams not so many true so you have to create a disadvantage well you would have to almost pick a number yeah and say you for for one year you can give this number and to highlight well strictly from a baseball perspective because that's the area i traffic in and the area of a lot of focus here in Greenville is East Carolina baseball. That that roster has four seniors on it. Two of them are fifth-year seniors. And so the decision about how much can return from that group of 35, if that's the path we're heading down, and then what you do with all the scholarships in place right now, plus all the incoming players from high school, junior college ball, there there is a ton of logistical stuff to figure out here moving forward. But – uh, it needs to be figured out because what's happened here is a pretty crazy situation. And, and the NCAA at least has made the first push to try and make a little bit good of what's happened here, which is outside of their realm of fault. 
but the, there are so many layers to now putting this in place so that it does the best for every possible person or at least the vast majority of people that are impacted by this. The other thing I want to hit on here is I think what a lot of people are focusing on that's next up around East Carolina athletics, and, and that's spring football is supposed to be starting practice here very shortly. Now, the American has put a pause on not just the spring athletics calendar, but also practices. So no, nothing can happen moving forward. Uh, and so now the, the spring football game, which is supposed to be at the end of April, the status of that moving forward. And, and John Gilbert kind of put a little bit of a spotlight on that as well this morning. Has not been canceled, but I would tell you uh, my anticipation level of having it is minimal. I, I do think there's some other things that w we could potentially do. You know, as I talk to colleagues around the country, uh, th there are some people that have started spring practice and maybe gotten just a, a, a very small few practices in. The only school that I've heard that has had a significant number, you get 15 total days to practice. I've heard that Clemson has had nine practices, but uh, most other schools, like everyone in our league, it, it might be two or three or none at all. Right. So it's not like this, you know, everybody's been uh, – you know, gotten their spring football practice in. And so I would say we'll continue to monitor that, but unlikely. What, one thing that I would advocate for once the dust settles, in basketball, both men and women, they get an eight-hour uh, week in the summer um, that they can practice. Uh, I would advocate that, you know, if we all get through this period where there is no spring football, maybe we give uh, our football team eight hours of practice while they're in summer school, no contact, no equipment other than a football. That There are some things that, that you could do to help, you know, prepare mm -hmm. for the upcoming season. I think that would be a very good compromise. The least surprising bit of what John Gilbert said there was the fact that Clemson has already had nine practices for spring football. Like, <laughs> that, that that's not surprising at all. You lose one game in two years, and it's right back to the grindstone for Davos Sweeney. Uh, unlikely is now the current situation for spring football game at East Carolina. Other conferences, other schools have already put a nix on spring games. The SEC just came out and said that there are no spring practices uh, on the schedule anymore and, and very likely no spring games going to be coming. Uh, and so that's where we're likely headed down for, for here at East Carolina. There are still, I think that the main thing that John Gilbert was trying to illustrate here was that we're still in a situation where even though it feels like there, there's really no more that can be done to college sports with everything that's happened now, there are still so many elements of this unraveling that will have to be put back together here. And it's not just for the spring season of 2021, but heading into fall of 2020 and whether or not that calendar starts on time. I think now that that becomes in the next coming weeks, now that becomes the, the focus here is whether or not things can start back to normal here come August, and, and we just won't know for sure yet. Um, John Gilbert's done a great job over the last couple of days handling a very tumultuous situation here at East Carolina University. And, and one thing that he did illustrate that I want to send your way 
Uh, if you are a season ticket holder for baseball or softball this year, you can get a refund for the remaining games that, that are canceled. But if you have the capability to do so, and I know that's now a little bit dicey for a lot of people with where we sit now, if you have the ability, you can take the money that would have been essentially spent the rest of the year as a season ticket holder, and you can donate it to the Pirate Club uh, in order to go to scholarships moving forward. So if that is an option that you can actually put on your table, I would encourage you to do that. If you need the refund, I think everybody understands where we sit now. So that is available as an option to you moving forward. Uh, just announced by the school, the dorms are closing starting March 25th. Uh, and so go to the school website to figure out the logistics of all of that moving forward. And the city of Greenville is also closing their facility starting tomorrow. Everything will be open, but the buildings themselves will not be open starting tomorrow. So there's another update from around the town here. Uh, coming up in just a couple of moments, we're going to chat with American Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco, everything that he's had to go through over the last week as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Do want to let you know that 5 o'clock, which means restaurants are now closed in terms of dining, but the Rick House is open. It is open for takeout, or they will deliver to you. So call ahead, take advantage of the Rick House menu right at your table at home, including their awesome handcrafted dishes and perfectly cooked steaks. Call the Rick House and place your order to go at 252-689-6377 or 689-6366. The Rick House also delivers minimum order of $30 to the 20% service fee. So don't worry about making sandwiches home tonight or throughout the however long we're sitting through this. Call the Rick House today, 252-689-6377 or 252-689-6366. We'll take our first time out here in the Patrick Johnson Show. Mike Oresco on the other side here on 94.3 The Game. Like us on Twitter at 94.3 The Game for breaking sports news, programming alerts, and the latest from the ECU Pirates. Here we go. We're back. Back to the P-Man. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Johnson Show, Corey Glore filling in tonight and for the rest of the week here on this St. Patrick's Night and pleased to be joined now by the Commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco. Uh, good evening, Commissioner. How are you? Corey, how are you? Nice I'm doing you. all right and, and I think uh, hopefully you've had a little bit of time now to catch your breath a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think we're starting to uh, slowly, uh, at least when it comes to the sports world, um, I guess let, well, there's a lot to talk about. No question here, Commissioner. Uh, let's let's work backwards from yesterday and, and the decision to to cancel the spring athletic season. What was the tipping point that eventually led to that call being made yesterday afternoon? Well, I think we realized that um, with the the directives from the White House, the advice from CDC, and all the things that are going on, that it's going to be weeks and and perhaps months for sure that we're going to maybe not in complete lockdown but not be able to do the things that that we want to do uh and so consequently we felt it was better to just cancel the uh the spring season all the all the schools have pretty much emptied out almost everyone has closed down uh nobody's there uh clearly most of the season would be missed uh even if we had our championship there is no NCAA championship following anything it would. It, it just seemed to us the prudent decision to let everybody know now that that things were canceled. We, uh, 
you know, and we've ceased practicing, whether that could start up at some point down the road in, in some kind of form is, is hard to say, but uh, we just felt it was better to, we, the handwriting's on the wall, and we just felt it was better to, to get on with it. Yeah, you, you guys, the conference on Thursday, uh, this past Thursday, made the initial call to, to cancel the basketball tournament in Fort Worth and then suspend spring athletics until further notice. And then the, the NCAA came out after that and announced not just a cancellation of March Madness, but the rest of the championships for the rest of the athletic season. D- did that swing the tide at all, at least initially in your head, about, okay, maybe getting back to play before this academic year ends was out the, off the question? It certainly had an impact, and uh, we, we, we weren't sure why at the time they were suspending all the spring sports, or canceling all the spring sports rather than suspending them, because, as you know, baseball takes place much later, and you could potentially do perhaps part of a season and then have the, super, you know, the regionals, super regionals, and the College World Series, things of that nature. So we... We, we were a little surprised that they outright canceled everything, but then it, it turns out to be the right decision in the end because that's where we're headed. Um, and, you know, we have right now, uh, you know, for the next uh, eight weeks, I believe the advice that we're getting obviously is to, uh, you know, to stay put. And uh, and that's what, you know, a lot of cities are going on lockdown. Uh you know, offices have closed. Obviously, uh, all the collegiate offices are pretty much closed. People are working remotely from home. Uh, if they needed to come in for, you know, something that they needed, perhaps they could. Uh, so it, it's everything is closed down, and it just, uh, we, you know, the NCAA, we, we, we went into last week, Corey, thinking we would have a tournament with fans with all sorts of precautions and safeguards, you know, with more, um, you know, uh, hand soap all around the arena with certain protocols that the staff was going to do, cleaning, you name it. And then um, the NCAA, I think Wednesday night, said no fans, and we took our cue and we decided that was the right decision. And then the, um, was it the Utah Jazz player, uh, Gobert, I'm not sure I pronounced it right, but when that happened, uh, I knew that we'd had to, we had to convene the next morning and, and make some really hard decisions. And, and and we did, and we had to make them pretty much on our own. We, we we were in touch with some of the other conferences to get a sense of what they were doing, but nobody was doing. They were debating it. They weren't. They hadn't made any decisions. So when we finally decided to to do it, uh, and I was in touch with uh, obviously our our key leadership on our board, and, and I had the ads, several of our key ads with me, including uh, John Gilbert. You know, and John gave me some terrific uh, guidance and advice on this. You know, he really clarified a lot of my thinking, and uh, you know. We um, we were probably maybe a half hour from when players would have taken the court, and we felt the right decision was to cancel, and we didn't know what the other conferences were going to do. The ACC earlier in the morning had said they were going to go ahead and play, and I, I thought, you know, this is this a lonely position to be in because if we if we do this and we're going to do it, uh, our board agreed, our ADs agreed, then if other people don't do it and everybody plays, the blowback's going to be really 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 tough but you know what that's fine we were we were ready to to take it and accept it we felt that the right decision was to to cancel ultimately everybody started following suit after we did and i didn't know that we were the first to do it i just knew that we had to do it and we were up against a time time constraint you know time crunch 
So that was really the the pattern there. And then and then we met in the afternoon with the ADs who were already there because we were planning an AD meeting anyway in Dallas at the excuse me in Fort Worth at the arena. And so we talked about suspending spring sports, not knowing what what you know the future would bring. But as you know, Corey, things have gotten progressively worse since then, and we're obviously doing everything we can to contain this thing. And so I think we made the prudent decision yesterday. Mike Oresco, Commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, joining us here tonight. Last week must feel like about a decade ago right now for you, right? I mean, think about where we were this point a week ago, and you're heading down to Fort Worth to get ready to start a new chapter of the conference tournament, the the men's conference tournament in that brand-new building. And you already mentioned that you were taking, you are having discussions about precautions that you might be taking about not having fans in, which you made that call Wednesday, the day before the tournament was supposed to start. And then it seemed like the the NBA and the Rudy Gobert situation with the Utah Jazz, that, that was the first sign, I think, for a lot of people around the country that this is far more serious than we maybe initially took it for credit. And that that seems like that was the kickstart for for you and for the league to start down this path. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, no question. Uh, and again, there have been I don't know whether you would call it mixed messages, but at one point it was low risk. Although uh, they did CDC did say that could change the guidance we were getting, um, and it changed dramatically and very quickly. Uh, obviously, the situation in Italy became alarming because we knew that we could end up in that situation. We didn't do things. But that, this all happened even before some of that. Uh, and, and we were getting guidance that uh, this was becoming more serious. We had just had our women's tournament. You're right. At the beginning of last week, we just finished our women's tournament, which was very successful. And we had you know big crowds for the UConn games. And we hadn't had a problem. And we did have a lot of extra precautions, a lot of sanitary stuff around. Uh, but... You know, you expect to, to run your tournament. The NCAA said they were moving ahead. You expected to have an NCAA tournament in the spring season. You you didn't necessarily expect that this would get to this, this level uh, so quickly and uh, and that we would have to take these kinds of steps, which we clearly do. And so, yeah, it, it's like it's, you're right. It's like that was another era. It was like it was another year, uh, even though it was only a week ago. And then all of a sudden, everything is – is closed down. It's very surreal. Let's face it. It's surreal for everyone, every American, for you, everybody, every, every, no matter where you are. You know, we've we've essentially closed our office, even though we don't have you know a, a huge staff and we have a, a, a more space really than we need here. It was probably built for a bigger staff, uh, and and we've had people here, but I've told everyone obviously to uh, to work remotely, and if they needed to come in to pick up some papers or to do something essential. Uh, that's one thing if they needed to stay for a little while, and that's essentially what all the conferences are doing, um, and that's what schools are doing, and that's what businesses are now doing, and uh, it's 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 unfortunate for everyone, but we have to do it. I mean, it's going to be a tremendous economic blow to the country, and that, that there's a human cost to that that blow, but there'd be a bigger human cost if we didn't do this. Uh, in terms of the health and safety of people, and uh, and we were thinking about our student athletes. That's the only thing, by the way, Corey, that we talked about. Uh, we never talked about the financial implications. We never talked about uh, the tournament implications. Somebody, as an aside, mentioned, well, it'd be interesting to see how they do this if there is a tournament. Uh, and we didn't care. You know, uh, It was all about health and safety and whether we needed to protect our, our student athletes, whether we needed to be proactive. And ultimately, that's the only thing that governed our decision. 
I'm, I'm probably going to be asking you a couple of questions that you may not have firm answers to in terms of looking forward here, but I feel like these are questions that at least I'm thinking of and maybe a lot of fans around here are thinking of. You, you mentioned the, the well-being of the student-athlete and, and a lot of focus now about the spring sport athletes now that the season's been canceled. You, you know how big baseball is here. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of disappointment about the end of that season uh, with, with what this program has done over the last few years. The NCAA has mentioned that the extra year relief is is now being is now on the cards for spring sport athletes, but a lot of specifics. In fact, no specifics have been figured out yet. Uh, understandably, there, there's time here, but uh, they they've made it clear that they plan on doing that. Um, what are some of the discussions that need to be had in order for that to be a, a reality for the 2021 spring season for any athletes in spring sports this year to return without a year coming off of their eligibility? Well, we're, we're going to have to talk about, you know, the standards of eligibility. We're going to have to talk about scholarships because, remember, you have other, other uh, student-athletes coming in, and uh, so you're going to need to per- perhaps adjust the scholarship uh, limits. Uh, you're going to have to uh, deal with recruiting timelines. Uh, the SATs have been postponed in May, so you're going to have to deal with that too in terms of uh, who's eligible. But in terms of the those coming back, I mean, they're, they're going to be eligibility issues. Are going to be issues, for instance, is anybody going to be allowed to transfer? I, I, I doubt it. I think it's, the whole idea is that, you know, it's, we're trying to give you the season back that you lost, uh, and you've lost an entire season. And this is also going to come up, Corey, for the winter sports. But I think people are torn on the winter sports because there was a full season, even though you didn't have a tournament. And unfortunately, life deals you some brutal blows. Uh, so I don't know how that one's going to come out. I mean, we're torn because, you know, you feel bad for the, you know, the, the kids who, who missed it. But on the other hand, they did have a full season. And it causes all sorts of issues. You know, it's a financial uh, issue, too, with a lot of schools in terms of, you know, having all the extra players, you know, potentially on scholarship. They've already made a lot of commitments for you know, student-athletes coming in. And I feel particularly bad for East Carolina because I do know, or ECU, because I do know how important baseball is. I know how good it is. Cliff and his team really had a, a real shot this year, too. This was a really good team. And uh, they've had a lot of good teams, and they were a few, you know, 90 feet away from the College World Series not that long ago. But um, you feel bad for them. And, and the fact that the seniors will get another shot if they want to come back, uh, I, we don't know that all will. Uh, they're all th- things that do have to be worked out logistically. And, and the NCAA, we're already thinking about that. Commissioners have already had some initial conversations. But I'm not sure how all that's going to play out yet. It's too, too early. We, we heard from, from John Gilbert earlier in the day. We played some of the clips to start the show uh, about spring football. Practices have, been, have stopped in the conference. And it, he said it's very unlikely that a spring football game is coming to East Carolina this year. It seems like that's going to be status quo wherever you look. Um, when have you had discussions yet within the league about when things might need to be back up and running operationally to not have a disruption to the fall start of, of the 2020 football season? Or are we too far away from that yet to start really thinking down that road? Yeah, the short answer is I think we're too far away from it, but we've, we've, um, you know, ceased practicing. We don't know when, when that could start up. You know, we didn't, we didn't cancel in the sense that it's, it's possible that if things ease up and we get clearances to do things that some schools could, could have some practices or have, there are a lot of things that kind of could qualify as a practice too. You have to be careful with your language, but right now everything's closed down and nobody's you know doing anything and nobody plans to, in terms of, like you said, camp in, in, in the summer, 
we don't know yet. We don't know. You know, you hear it might extend into the summer. It might not. I hope if everybody does what the government and uh, CDC are asking them to do, and I hope everybody does, then maybe we'll get over this thing sooner. I mean, nobody knows. It's 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 such. It, you know, they call it the novel coronavirus because it is new and it's it. You just don't know what's happening, and and you get a lot of different information about this this thing uh, every day. It seems, and uh, some of it's disconcerting. You know, you don't know. So, I think that's going to all have to be played by ear. We just we just don't know, and you know, you really we don't even know about a fall season at this point. You know, the next collegiate event that will be played will involve our conference, Navy, yep. Notre Dame, and Ireland. That would be a huge thing. It would be the first collegiate event since the tournament was canceled. And and yet we don't know if it's going to happen. You know, we don't know the situation in in Ireland, even if things have cleared up here, and we don't know whether uh, things will will be okay here. So it's it's all really a work in progress. Now we're just going to have to play it by ear and, and do do the right thing as as we get the guidance. Yeah, that same day, August 29th, ECU is supposed to open home to Marshall. Like, we, we start that same day here as well. And so I think that's now what some folks are starting to look at further down the road is what the status of that could be as we get into the summer. Uh, a couple more for you here. And very, very good point, by the way. I, should, I shouldn't have overlooked that game because that has special meaning, obviously, yeah. because of the anniversary of, of, the, of the horrible crash. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner Mike Oresco, the American, joining us. And, and thank you again for the time. Uh, one or two more things, and again, it feels like this might be too far down the road, but something that I do want to ask you about. Uh, you're in the process, I believe, uh, still in the process of moving the conference headquarters, if I have this correct. You're supposed to relocate to Dallas this summer? Yes, we are. Uh, uh, in, in June, yeah. Okay. Is there any concern about that being a little hiccup or a speed bump with that transition coming? Uh, yes, there is. There is, but what we are hopeful that you know, in, in right now, believe it or not, in Dallas, they are still able to 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 uh, do our build out, our floor. You know, we've got a floor in in a nice building in, in Las Colinas for our conference. It's going to be a perfect location for us. And right now, they're they're demolishing some of the old walls in the in the space, and they're ready to now. They're allowed to work, I guess. They have only a few people doing it, and they're they're not in close proximity, I guess. But all the offices down in Dallas seem to be closed. Uh, but we anticipate delays and some and some issues. And uh, we 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 have the ability to take our furniture and send it all down there without getting into all the details. Sure. And put it in a warehouse, and we have our people can work remotely. You know, it, the move was planned at a good time of year. I mean, as it turns out, our lease expires July one, but June is a good time because even if we had gone through our our spring season, everything would be pretty much over except for maybe some baseball. And so we, um, you know, it's a good time for us to be doing that, to be affecting the move. And, and we have a fair number of people from our staff who are going. And, you know, it's almost, I think we'll have 18 to 20 people who will be heading down there. Our staff has been in the neighborhood of 30 people. And we had some retirements and we had some people who decided to, to not, you know, not to go. Not that many, though. We had some retirements. And then we had... Um, some people who left to be replaced over the last year. And we also have um, a few people that are going to work remotely, uh, one for a while and one maybe extended, someone who deals with ESPN a lot, uh, which is in Connecticut, as you know. Yeah. That, that Corey, though, is, is yeah, it's, it's, it, certainly this could potentially throw a big wrench into that. You know, we were on, on schedule. We were ready to have it all finished uh, in June and uh, ready to have everyone move in. That may get postponed. Who knows? Or, or uh, 
we may be able to get all our stuff down there by then and then just have everyone work remotely. We don't want to be paying extra on our lease here. No. I'm not sure that we'd, we'd be able to get out of that. No, rent's not cheap up there from what I've heard. No, and, and, and when you stay over, it's a, there's a penalty, too. Sure. So you don't, you know, it's not, not the monthly rent either. And, and you, you mentioned ESPN. That's my last question. The new TV deal is supposed to start this fall. Uh, it, it, and I know a lot of schools are, are trying to build out what they need heading into the 2020-21 season. Uh, is there uh, any loose discussions, early discussions about whether or not that is still on track to begin in August? We talked about that with ESPN, as a matter of fact, today, and and we we all agreed, and they're great about this. They all agreed. That we 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 don't know what the future holds. We're in uncharted waters, obviously, and so consequently, uh, ESPN Plus and all the Olympic sports that we're supposed to do, uh, and the football could could end up on hold. We just don't know right now. Our schools had been building out infrastructure to produce these events, or they'd been hiring packagers, and right now the infrastructure. Um, work has pretty much stopped. In fact, it may completely have stopped. And so consequently, we don't know when it's going to start up again. Uh, and some of those uh, schools may be able to pivot and, and hire some packagers for initial stuff. Now, whether whether we, uh, and all there are other conferences who do ESPN Plus events, and they're going to be in the same boat. So maybe you know, there'll be some relief granted, and maybe you know some of these events can be uh, you know, televised. Uh, you know, the following year or the following spring, or we do, we do more spring sports than we were planning to do to make up for the shortfall. We don't know yet, but ESPN is going to work with us and cooperate with us on this. They've been good about things like this, uh, and uh, we just have to see. That's another one, Corey. I mean, I know I've used this term a lot, but you know, we have to play it by ear. We're just going to have to ultimately see where we are. But our our our, our people are. You know, they're looking at the situation and making contingency plans in case the infrastructure doesn't get completed. But ESPN will be very understanding in this thing, and we'll, we'll work it all out. Well, Commissioner, uh, thank you for the time here tonight, and, and I want to commend you on everything that you've had to do over the last week and a lot of tough decisions, and I feel like the, the American has handled this about as well as anybody could over the last seven days as all this has unfolded. So, um, uh Thank you for all the work that you've had to do over the last week in unfortunate circumstances, and certainly thank you for the time here tonight. Well, thank you, Corey. That's very kind of you. But again, it was it was a, a team effort. Uh, you know, ultimately, Commissioner and, and the board chair have to, to make the decision, and it, it can feel lonely at times. But we had a lot of great input, and John Gilbert, as I said, was key to that process. Uh, in addition, we... Uh, I, w- I want to just give my my best to you and and, and the community there, East, East Carolina ECU. I'm not sure, you know, people still say East Carolina, but I I thought it was rebranded as ECU. We, we've changed a few things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I want to I want to you know again I know that community well, and uh, I just hope everybody stays safe and healthy, and uh, we'll we'll pull through this. We know that, but in the meantime, we have to limit, you know, the the terrible uh, tragedies that we've had. So just hope everybody stays safe. And uh, thanks for having me, Corey. Thank you, Commissioner. Stay safe yourself. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Commissioner Mike Oresco, the American Athletic Conference, joining us here. A lot of great stuff that he had to say there, and we'll touch on a lot of that moving forward throughout the course of the week. Right now, here's Ben Byron with a sports update. Thanks, Corey. Ben Barm here for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. In the NBA, four Brooklyn Nets players test positive for the coronavirus, and one of those four revealed to be Kevin Durant. It's been reported that one of them is demonstrating symptoms, while the other three are. 
are asymptomatic. Throughout the NFL, Tom Brady made headlines as he announced on social media that he will not stay with the Patriots. Tweeting out his farewells, and according to multiple sources, the Buccaneers are said to announce the signing of Brady tomorrow. Another veteran quarterback is said to be on the move as Phillip Rivers has signed a one-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts, reported to be worth around $25 million. The Cowboys re-signed wide receiver Amari Cooper to a five-year deal worth $100 million, while former Cowboys tight end Jason Winton signs a one-year deal with the Raiders. The Bills acquire wide receiver Stephon Diggs in a trade, giving up a first, fifth, and sixth-round pick in 2020's draft, and a fourth in 2021, and the Redskins acquire former Panther Thomas Davis in terms of such have not yet been revealed. And the Carolina Panthers made a few moves so far. The biggest ones include signing quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year deal worth $60 million and allowing quarterback Cam Newton to seek out a trade. A few Panthers who sought deals elsewhere last night include cornerback James Bradbury, who received a three-year deal worth $45 million with the Giants, and veteran, off- veteran defensive end Mario Addison, who earned a three-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. For your 94 Through the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Byron. Instagram, Twitter. Like us on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page for breaking sports news, pictures, and videos, programming alerts, and the latest from the ECU Pirates. Back to the show. It's all coming back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. I wake up every evening with a big smile on my face and it never feels During these tough times, Clean Eats is your alternative to the grocery store. They are open for grab-and-go meals, takeout, and delivery through Takeout Pros, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. Clean Eats, it's located at 805 Red Banks Road. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the bump back there. That was C.J. Powell's decision back in the studio. Uh, I was told that was his call there. Ben Byram is running the show right now, and he was very quick to point out that that was a C.J. Powell decision. Thumbs up to you, C.J. Uh, welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Corey Glor co- uh, filling in for Patrick tonight and the rest of the week. Great stuff by Commissioner Oresco there. And we'll have it up later for you for you to listen on demand. Uh, I encourage you to do that, as well as John Gilbert earlier today on Talk of the Town with Henry Hinton. Um, some enlightening stuff uh, over everything that's happened over the last week, in which sports has shut down, it, with the exception of the National Football League, which you have to call it that nowadays. Uh, the league season will start tomorrow at 12 noon, which means by that time, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the new Panthers quarterback. Three years, $60 million, that seems to be the deal that's being put in place, and that means that's the end of Cam Newton in Charlotte. Earlier today, uh, the Panthers announced, they tweeted out that they have given permission to Cam Newton to seek a trade. Cam responded by saying, I didn't ask for anything, and you forced me into this. That's a quote. You forced me into this. Uh, Greg Olson did something very similar when he was out the door, and he now he's in Seattle. Um But then the Panthers, about an hour ago, actually tweeted out a thank you for everything Cam placard in a graphic. He's still on the team. Like, they haven't traded him yet. They haven't found a new home for him. And, Ben, you're the Panthers fan of this crew right now. Um, Whether or not you agree with Cam's days being done with the Panthers are one thing, and we'll get to that. But it just seems to me, from the outside looking in, this has become a bit of a dysfunctional mess with how they've handled this and how they handled the Greg Olson situation and just a lot here of late. 
Um, this is messy today. It's really unfortunate. Any way you look at it, Cam made the Panthers relevant, and to treat him like that, it's just very disrespectful, and it's it's really off-putting in ter- for coming from a Panthers fan who was not ex- necessarily sold on Cam and happy with Cam's performance the past few years and his outbursts and stuff like that, but he he still he brought a lot of success to Carolina and like I said made us relevant put us on the map and I just just to treat him like that it, it's it's off putting an MVP of the league and who took this team to a Super Bowl um the, there is a love hate relationship with Cam Newton and Panthers fans that's been made very clear to me in my time since moving to North Carolina uh, is that there is a the the talent the skill set. The, the character that he brings is, is lovable, and then there is another side of it that a lot of folks have not gravitated to. Um, it, it felt like this was on writing was on the wall for really throughout last year that this was going to be it for Cam Newton in Charlotte. Um, it just seems like there there's a PR problem right now with Carolina, and everything that they've done today just has highlighted the fact that th- there's a new regime there. And not just with the coaching staff, but the president, the GM, all of it's different from when Cam got into the league. Uh, and there's no clearly no love lost. There's clearly no deep-seated relationship that occurs right now between the quarterback and the franchise anymore. Um, but th- I think they're striking a tone that is not going to sit well with the fan base today. Um Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the new quarterback as of tomorrow when they make this deal official. He played uh, with the new OC, Joe Brady, for one year in New Orleans, and and there's the link up there. And so a lot of teams are going to be scrambling to get off the ground here once they can get to practice and training camp, and we'll see what happens with that moving forward. But there is a relationship already between Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Brady um, that could at least get them a little bit further along than a lot of other new quarterbacks going to new teams, like Phillip Rivers and the Colts. That That's a deal that's coming through tomorrow, it appears like. Um, but I, the, this has not been well handled by the Panthers organization today, and I think they are completely misunderstanding the impact that Cam Newton has had on that organization. And it's, it's a new group, and so they haven't been around for the near decade that Cam has been a Panther. Um, but, boy, th- this is they're not doing this well. And, and it showed with the Greg Olson stuff early on, and it's showing its face pretty blatantly here today that the, they don't really care how you feel about Cam Newton, and they don't really care about how Cam Newton feels about that organization. Um, but... Boy, oh boy, like there's got to be someone in that social media department or in that PR department that should step back just a little bit and say, you know what, before we give a thank you post to Cam Newton, let's wait till he's not on the team anymore. And that tells me they're probably just going to try and release him at this rate. They've lost all their cards in terms of trade pieces. So now they're just going to probably just release him with what they're doing here today, which would be a, a pretty muddled end to what was a terrific run in, in Charlotte. We'll talk more about that as the week goes along. We'll take one more time out here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Some news and notes, including more from the NFL, the big name coming up, and, and Tom Brady. That made the news here today. We'll hit on that all uh, coming up here to close out your St. Patrick's night here on 94.3 The Game. 
Log on to 943thegame.com for blogs about the Pirates' program schedules and more. The P-Man. He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I can really use a wish right now. CJ, you had a good run going there, but it just came to a screeching halt here to close out the show. Patrick Johnson Show closing up here on St. Patrick's Day. Corey Glorbeck with you filling in. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is open for takeout, so don't feed your family peanut butter tonight. Bring Texas home to your house. Texas Roadhouse is open tonight, 4 to 9, for takeout tomorrow and Thursday from 3 to 9, and then noon to 9 on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if your office needs catering during the shutdown, Texas Roadhouse will cater for your doctor's office, government office, or anyone's business. No, Texas Roadhouse cannot serve you in their dining room for the time being, but they are still open for business for takeout. So come get some Texas Roadhouse and take it home tonight. North Carolina restaurants are shut down for in-dining for the foreseeable future, but again, order takeout from all of our sponsors here on the Patrick Johnson Show uh, around the city of Greenville, wherever you might be here in the east. There were plenty more postponements uh, today around the sports world. It feels like we maybe had a time to step back a little bit, but no, that's not the case. Um, Just announced a few moments ago, the PGA Championship has been postponed. That was set to take place in San Francisco on May 14th. That has been pushed back to a date unknown. The Kentucky Derby, May 2nd, is now the first weekend of September. Uh, The ACC and the SEC have canceled all their spring athletic events. The French Open has moved from May 24th to start on September 20th, which if you follow the tennis world at all, September 20th, that puts it a week after the U.S. Open is supposed to end, and that will cause some issues uh, on the tennis calendar. Uh, As of right now, the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo are still a go for July 24th. That's when the opening ceremony is supposed to take place. That is a, a huge nightmare if, if they cannot refunction that operation at all. Um, we got a lot to get to over the next couple of days here. A lot of NFL news. Hey, Tom Brady's not going to be a Patriot anymore. Uh, and that will warrant a lot of discussion. It looks as though he's going to be a Buccaneer. We'll find out if that's the case tomorrow when the league season opens at 12 noon. Also, Phillip Rivers is going to sign a deal with Indianapolis. Uh, There's a lot that's going to be happening now all of a sudden in the National Football League that we'll touch on tomorrow. Also hear from former Pirate first baseman Spencer Brickhouse as his minor league season uh, is coming to a close right now and spring training is closed. So we'll get an update on how things feel from Arizona right now and where he is. I do want to thank Mike Oresco, Commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, for his time earlier on tonight. Uh, Of course, I want to thank Ben Byram, C.J. Powell back in the studios for all of their hard work, and thanks to all of you for tuning in here on this St. Patrick's Day. Have a safe St. Patrick's Day. You're going to be staying inside, so enjoy it with loved ones. Uh, Stay safe and stay healthy. And I am Corey Glore, and I'll be talking to you again tomorrow, 5 o'clock, here on the Patrick Johnson Show, here on 94.3 The Game. Good night, everyone.